This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where you learn how to invest in real estate 365 days a year. I'm your host, Tyler. The following article comes from the blog at biggerpockets.com, but you can't read the blog when you're commuting to work or getting your Airbnb ready for your next guest. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Eight Steps to Take Now to Prepare to Buy a Home in 2021 by G. Brian Davis. Is 2021 the year you become a homeowner? Or make that long overdue trade-up to a larger home that fits your growing family? Buying a home is the largest financial transaction and the largest asset most Americans ever own. It's usually a long, tedious journey with plenty of twists, turns, and delays along the way. Which means you should start now. Begin with these steps to start laying the groundwork immediately, because some of them take time to complete. Number one, improve your credit. Your credit score matters. It often means the difference between a 3% and a 5% interest rate, or a 20% down payment and a 3% down payment. 
It even impacts your ability to remove mortgage insurance from your monthly payment. More on that later. It can take months or even years to improve your credit, so start now. Begin by pulling your free credit report from annualcreditreport.com, the official site designated by federal law. Look for any errors and contact the credit bureaus to remove them. Then, focus on paying down your rotating credit balances, if any. Get each of these down below 30% of their credit limit. Better yet, pay them off entirely, so you stop blowing money on high-interest consumer debt. If your problem stems from not having built enough credit yet, try a credit builder loan. These aren't actually loans per se, but rather you agree to make regular monthly payments to a lender who simply sets the money aside for you each month. They report the payments as loan payments to the credit bureaus, and at the end of the loan term, you get your money back. Try self as a reputable example. I've used them myself. With stronger credit, you position yourself for lower interest and lender fees, a lower down payment, and more options for mortgage loans. Number two, save a boatload of money. If you want to buy a house this year, then this is the year you need to get serious about savings. Ditch the cigarettes and $5 lattes. Stop ordering takeout or delivery and learn how to cook. Like a grown-up. Quit blowing money on new clothes every season. Cut your cable subscription. Beyond those obvious ones, look at ways to save money that you haven't tried before. Get creative with it and consider even extreme budgeting ideas. My wife and I save over half our income each month. And no, we don't earn massive salaries. We've just gotten really creative in eliminating our housing and transportation costs. You can save $50,000 in two years on the median U.S. income, but not if you live like the average American. As a home buyer, you're going to need money for three huge categories. First, you need to save for a down payment, which could cost you tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. Second, you need money for closing costs, which often exceed $10,000. Finally, you need money for cash reserves. You need an emergency fund as a responsible adult, but even if you think you can cut corners and skip it as an irresponsible adult, lenders still require you to have cash reserves at settlement. Plus, as a homeowner, you'll incur plenty of surprise repair bills. More on that shortly. Number three, explore less expensive markets. If you want to buy a home in San Francisco, you need to save a lot more money. The median home price there is $1,385,625, according to Zillow. Meanwhile, the median home price in Cleveland is one-seventeenth of that, at $79,166. It literally costs you 17 times as much to buy a house in San Francisco as Cleveland. Besides, who wants to pay California's absurd income taxes, property taxes, and sales taxes? Stop thinking so rigidly and start exploring other places to live than where you live now. I grew up in Baltimore, but I got sick of the high taxes and high crime rates, so I moved overseas. I not only enjoy a far cheaper cost of living, but lower taxes and lower crime rates to boot. Nor am I alone, at least in crossing state lines. More Americans are leaving high-tax states and looking for lower cost of living in general. Number four, reframe your affordability calculations. The average person calculates affordability by asking themselves, what's the most I can afford to spend on housing? They have it backwards. A clever person more interested in building wealth than appearing wealthy to their friends approaches it from the other direction. They ask, 
what's the least I can spend on housing and still be happy? I spent far less on my first house than I could technically have afforded, and far less than lenders offered me. I bought an outdated, ugly house that needed work, and slowly improved it over time. And I bought in a housemate to cover most of the mortgage, to boot. Now I don't pay anything for housing. But that's another story. And don't forget maintenance and repair costs either. First-time homeowners always think like renters, ignoring the other costs of homeownership beyond a monthly payment. But homeowners get hit with expensive repair and maintenance bills all the time. For a little while, they tell themselves fairy tales like, well, this year my budget got thrown off track because I had that unexpected $3,000 HVAC repair bill. But next year I'll get back on track. No, they won't. Next year it will be the roof. The year after that it will be the wiring and so forth. Until they figure out that what's broken is their budget, not their house. Spend less money on housing and stop letting your emotions make your largest financial decision for you. Number five, consider house hacking. No one says you have to pay for housing at all. In the classic house hacking model, you buy a multifamily, move into one unit, and rent out the other, others. But that's not the only way to house hack. My business partner, Denny Supley, has found many ways to house hack single-family suburban homes over the years. My wife and I score free housing through her employer. And believe you me, that was very much by design. We've built our entire lives around both building wealth quickly through low expenses and adventure, and we achieve both by living overseas. Get creative and stop thinking like the average person and more like someone who knows there's always a cheaper, more creative way to achieve the same result. Number six, pull together your loan paperwork. Your lender will ask you for endless paperwork, some of which won't even make any sense. But some of it does make sense and remains standard across the industry. So you can get a head start by pulling that together. Pull together your last three years' tax returns and last three months' pay stubs and your last three months' bank statements. Your lender may also ask for your W-2s, your brokerage account statements, your life insurance policies, or proof of any other assets that you claim in your loan application. Read up on the process of applying for a mortgage loan to familiarize yourself with it before you start calling lenders. Number seven, start researching loan programs and lenders. First of all, I recommend looking into conforming loan programs. Assuming you've worked hard at improving your credit, conforming means loans that fit government loan programs, such as those outlined by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. In particular, check out Fannie Mae's Home Ready program and Freddie Mac's Home Possible program. Both offer 3% down payments for borrowers with strong credit. There is an alternative low down payment program for borrowers with bad credit. While FHA loans do allow lower credit requirements, they also come with an enormous downside. You can't remove mortgage insurance. Borrowers must keep paying it every month until they pay off the loan in full, regardless of their equity in the property. In contrast, conforming loans allow you to remove it once you pay your loan balance below 80% of your home's value. Start shopping around among local lenders and brokers for rate quotes. Be sure to ask about points and other lender fees, as some lenders offer cut-rate interest rates and make up their profit margin with high fees. When you find a lender you like, get a pre-approval letter. Note that pre-approval is not the same as pre-qualification, which is far less meaningful. Number eight, find a real estate agent. 
when you have your down payment saved, a market selected, a pre-approval letter from lender, and a better understanding of how the entire process works, you can finally start house hunting. Look for an agent who specializes in your precise market down to the neighborhood level. You also want someone patient and friendly who's willing to traipse through dozens of prospective homes with you without making passive-aggressive comments. Experienced real estate agents also come with a network of trustworthy professionals, such as home inspectors, contractors, lenders, and all the other people you need for a smooth transaction. Real estate is a team sport, after all. Final thoughts. Don't let your emotions rule your home buying decision. If you want to overspend on housing like most Americans do, then by all means, calculate your maximum possible monthly payment and go out and find a house that costs that much. If you're more serious about building wealth and showing off your wealth, look to spend as little as possible on housing while still meeting your needs and basic wants. Or better yet, find a way to score free housing such as house hacking. Regardless, Start laying the groundwork today for higher credit and savings, which paves the way for lower interest, fees, and down payments. That's today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. But in the meantime, check out the Bigger Pockets bookstore at biggerpockets.com/store. You can learn about flipping, rental properties, negotiating, note investing, burr, and more. Most titles are available as audiobooks too. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you in 24 hours.